Hi guys, hello and welcome back to Shelf Impactors podcast. So I framed this as the second season for Shelf Impactors as I felt it was, it was time that we upped the ante and placed some more emphasis on the information that we give to you as the listener of the podcast. And uh, starting with the new intro music, which is a bit more gangster than I was looking for, but it has a new hard-hitting dynamic to the new season. So what does the new season entail? Well, there are some really exciting guests that I'll be interviewing in the coming weeks, all of whom are shelf impactors in their own rights. We've got brand owners and entrepreneurs discussing their personal journeys. We've got brand strategists discussing brand definitions and what it means to be uh, what it means for brands or products or services to be competing in today's sort of world of consumer connection. And of course, we've got uh, myself and Lisa Hastings having regular catch-ups on the goings-on in the world of creating and developing FMCG brands. And moving on to today's episode, uh, Lisa and I begin with a catch-up on what we've been up to since we last podcast back in 2018. We then go on to discuss something which we all need to do more of, but most of us seem to struggle with, and that's taking time out. As creatives by nature, our minds are ticking 24-7, constantly looking for that next bit of inspiration for a project uh, we've got on or something we might be able to use down the line on a future job. Now, that could be a stunning typeface or beautifully lit photography on Instagram or maybe just some graffiti you've seen in a wall. Whatever that inspiration may be, uh, we are constantly searching, but we rarely turn ourselves off for that recharge. This is why sometimes to avoid burnout, which happens to everyone at some point, no one's immune, we need to get away from the norm, switch off from the noise that we almost seek out on a daily basis. Getting away from computers, mobiles, social media, take time out. Uh, you've got to see it as a time to gather the troops and a time for reflection. For me, I view the timeout approach on two levels. Um, firstly, short-term timeout, which is simply stepping away from the challenge in front of you, getting away from your desk, taking a brisk walk, or sitting down and having a coffee away from the grindstone. Then you've got the longer-term timeouts, which are things like weekends away, or visiting family and friends, or holidays away, uh, away from the workplace, uh, where activities that you're doing are something entirely different from your um, average daily routine whatever your method may be getting away and taking time out very, may very well be the best thing that you could do that will subsequently have a huge and positive impact on your creative flow so without further ado let's kick off the first episode of season two taking time out hey Liz, how are you doing I'm really good thank you Mark how about you excellent very well indeed listen uh, we've not spoken for a quite some time actually we've been really bad haven't we and said oh we'll do a podcast we'll do a podcast and then life's been crazy busy and we've not said hello for ages i know and uh, you are obviously uh, no longer uh, uk based or certainly not today you're over in sydney so if we, got, we might have a slight delay in uh, some of the audio um, it's a bit like a boomerang isn't it because this is where we were in opposites um, when we first started podcasting, I was in Sydney then. That's so it. it's like we've gone full circle. I know, I know. So, Lisa, um, what I'd like to do, if it's all right with you, is we'll do a bit of an update. I think it'd be a good idea to tell uh, people who are listening exactly what we've been up to. 
um, as we've not spoken for a couple of months. Um, so at least far away. Oh, geez, it's me first. No pressure. Um, so yes, <laughs> last time I was in Leeds. I'm not in Leeds. Um, I've sort of done a little bit of a ping ponging around the world tour and I'm in Sydney. So back in Sydney, um, working with a really good agency who I worked with briefly in China um, and helping out on all sorts of projects um, on a bit of a flexible role to start off with. Um, but really kind of it's nice to be back in town and it's what got us thinking about this podcast in that I've been really bad just recently the last month or so because I've been back five weeks and I've not really been on any social media I keep saying I'll write articles and I'll do podcasts and I just have not had time because I've been too busy keeping up not only with studio work and getting back to grips with the whole environment and work here but also because I've been catching up with real people instead of a social media world um, which sort of sparked this podcast, isn't it? And time out. And yeah, exactly. how, so I've not purposely been keeping a low profile and hiding away, but I've actually been really important to connect with people in person first um, and then sort of go from there. So, yeah, really busy, still working with global clients, Lovely. but just suddenly based in Sydney, which is a bit warmer than yeah. Leeds at the yeah, moment. I, I, when you're working global clients, are, are they sort of um, Australian brands as such or...? Um, well, a, li a little bit across the both, um, to be honest. Partly with the agency that I'm working with, we do have global clients. We mm -hmm. also have um, Asian offices, so some mm -hmm. um, kind of inter studio relationships with our China studio and things as mm -hmm. well, and London. We've been working quite closely with London as well. So still keeping those relationships. Yeah. And also I've had one or two of my own projects that I brought over here with me to sort of ping pong around, which yeah. again is why I've not been busy on social media and writing articles and things like that because mm. it's been a little bit mad. <laughs> <laughs> well, life does that to you. It does take uh, take its toll sometimes. And, uh, it does. Guess... But what, what about you though, Mark? Because you have also had really busy, crazy life. <laughs> yes, yes. It's been a bit mad in the last uh, few months. So um, in terms of uh, location, uh, I am... Uh, London-based now, and have been for the last sort of year or so. Relatively speaking, it's not haven't been quite moving around as much as you have, but um, <laughs> you know, certainly not sort of internationally. Um, so, uh, so I'm London-based. Um, I finished off in terms of work. Uh, I was working with a fantastic agency. Um, we were working on, which I can talk about now, actually, um, a Tesco's <laughs> brand. Um, it was called Jacks. Um, Jacks was like a Tesco's value uh, offering, if you like. Um, now that launched back in sort of last year, uh, September, um, and that was my sort of core project for uh, 2018, where Jax is placed. It sort of just sits alongside and compete with um, the own brand or brand sort of Aldi's and Lidl's, if you like. So that's what I've been up to in terms of work. Um, at the moment, I'm working on sort of some projects, uh, sort of boutique brands um, for not necessarily with other agencies, but from my own sort of client perspective. Then I just want to touch on health, actually, because uh, I know that you and I, it's a bit of a default conversation we often sort of tick into, which I'm, obviously we both enjoy talking about because uh, it takes up such a big part of our lives. A lot of our work is related to that as well, isn't it? So there's quite a lot happening in mm. the retail consumer space around health and wellness, um, which obviously taps into our nerd side of are we paleo and we yeah. like to go to the gym and all of those things. But it's actually it's valid in the world. It's part of the reason that I enjoy being in Sydney, because obviously it is quite easy to yeah. eat healthy and things like that here and to not be seen as weird because you follow a keto, a paleo, whatever kind of. <laughs> 
Well, Lisa, that's, that's something I actually wanted to touch on, is your um, paleo diet. How are you coping with that in Sydney? Well, okay, because you know from me, I, it's now no longer... I don't eat red meat, so although I say I'm paleo, apparently now I'm supposed to be pagan, which sounds even worse, doesn't it? Because it's Crikey. a paleo vegan, because most of my diet is still plants and vegetables, um, but based on a caveman principle of it being real foods, clean foods. Mm-hmm. That's paleo, paleo, isn't it? So in, in, its, in its sort of simplest form, paleo yeah. is... Uh, effectively a caveman diet isn't it so they avoid yeah now get me correct me if i'm wrong here grains avoiding grains yep avoid grains nothing processed foraged and found isn't it food or something (laughs) like that and the sorry the pagan is that what you call it pagan yeah so it's it's effectively based on paleo but it is mainly plant-based so it comes from vegan paleo so it's you know it's a lot of plant rather than lots of meat. Because people, you hear paleo and everyone says it's loads of meat. You yeah. do, all you do is you eat boars. And you go, well, I don't, I don't eat red meat. I only eat fish and poultry. The exciting thing, because vegan is massive, isn't it, in England? And less so here, actually. It, veganism is coming on here. There's some brilliant podcasts that I listen to that are about veganism that come from Australia. Yeah. But it's not as big here as it was in the UK, strangely. Yeah, it's it's a huge, um, certainly in the world of FMCG and if working into any, or walking into any store, any retail store, you'll notice that um, most products now will offer um, vegan variants, um, mm. lots of vegan products, vegan brands. Um, and it's not just vegan now. I think there are other um dietary interests that are sort of starting to poke through um gluten-free has been out there for some time the free from category yeah. is sort of always growing um and i know we've touched on this before so i won't labor the subject well, I th- no i think you can put a link back to that podcast because i think that's another mm. one we can even go back to in the future because it is growing massively yeah. and the perception of free from is everything that we said it's no longer free from it's full of yeah. that's everything that brands are doing now even the big brands some of the ones that we're working with you know, bigger ones like your Nestle's and your, and your um, Mars and stuff like that. They're coming out with things that rather than it being, oh, this is our free from our, our gluten free or low sugar, low salt. It's now we've taken away the nastiness. And so I think that shift has been really quickly coming on, hasn't it? Yeah. From uh, our last chat. Hugely, hugely. I mean, it all goes down. A lot of it comes down to what's sustainable and not just sustainable in terms of um, food production, um, packaging production as well. And then I Again, just out of interest, how is Australia sort of bearing up in terms of um, their packaging formats? Are you noticing reduced packaging on in stores? Massively. Everyone is on the save the planet with your packaging kind of plight. Yeah. Keep cups are common, yeah. more so than in the UK. And I, that said, I think it was very much like this before. I think Australia already was because it's, there's so much nature that you're open to. So you see it. I think you're very already you're grown up keeping to protect it. So I think it already was a bit on top of that. I think in terms of fast food and consumerism of those kind of things, this still needs a lot more work to be done. And I don't think it's lack of education. I think it's just laziness. Yeah. Um, but the fact that the UK is obviously coming on leaps and bounds, and I think it's now the challenge of big retailers, big brands to jump on board and do more than just jump on board and look to be jumping on board, but make big differences. Mm. I, th- I, I think they are. Like, it's it's not dissimilar to the UK and Australia to that point. Like, it's very much an issue. Yeah. And it's an issue that people are fighting yeah. to to make a difference. Well, certainly in the Western world, it's, it's the, the global economies are starting to understand uh, sustainability. And I mean... I use that in the loosest term because it affects everything. 
but in making yeah. sure that everything we do, everything we consume, everything we um, use is somehow we can give back and it doesn't actually do anything damaging to the environment. Yeah. I don't know if you're aware, Lise, um, this morning, we're, the UK at the moment is in this sort of Brexit mess. Yes, that's uh, why I left. <laughs> yeah, well, uh, at the moment, there's all sorts of votes going on. MPs can't decide what should happen yeah. other than Brexit. And so it's going to be really interesting over the coming months how that impacts on um, certainly foods, um, but environmental issues. I mean, all of this is all up in the air. And it's, it's a very complex time to be, I guess, working in this, certainly this space. And it's actually quite interesting to watch it as a British person, kind of watching it from afar. Obviously, I was until December, I was and until January, actually, I was immersed in it. So you see what's going on and you see where it could go. But I think the trouble at the minute, and we're not going to go off on a political rant there, mm-hmm. is that people aren't being authentic. The politicians can't make a decision. And that doesn't reflect very well on Britain. Yeah. And definitely the, it will be we'll do a podcast in the future as to how because I'm seeing what people think of Britain from here. And they have quite strong opinions versus when you're actually in England and you're English. So, oh, go on, Liz. Now let's let's touch on it. I'd be I'd be love to, I'd love to hear that very quickly. We'll just spend a couple of minutes having a chat about that. What are, what are the thoughts of people over there? Well, a few of the friends that I've spoken to that are obviously more aware of it from our industry and things like that are like England is falling apart or really? England is losing who it is or losing, you know, what it what it stands for. I yeah. suppose when it has the potential to kind of make its mark and go, we are British and we are all stand up for it. It's like an indecisive nation. Mm. And that's how people here now see it. It loses a bit of its authenticity. Yeah, it's a bit of clout. Everyone here still buys into the royals and everyone loves, obviously, Meghan Markle and things because the Australians are a little bit, I don't know, it's a bit, we love a celebrity culture over here, don't we? Mm -hmm. But that said, like the, the, kind of thinking of what England is and stands for has definitely changed since I was here before. And that is partly because it is because of Brexit. Not no one. It doesn't really affect in terms of food production and things here. But the way the way people think of English brands is changing. And it'll be interesting to see how it changes over the next year or so. Mm. People used to respect brands that came out of England and British produce and this kind of I kind of you know, but it, and it is changing. Like it's an interesting space to watch at the moment. Yeah, I bet it is. I mean, in, in, all, in all fairness, and we'll sort of round up on this subject, but I think that certainly here within the UK, it's, it's actually quite embarrassing as as a yeah. as an English Englishman and as someone who lives in Britain and the UK. It does. It's we're we're living in a very strange time, and it, you sort of almost you don't want to you can't hold your head high at the moment because it's embarrassing as a nation yeah. what we're what we're doing. Yeah. But anyway, so. <laughs> Back to the original subject, it's staying away from the politics side. Um, so the reason we wanted to have a quick chat was obviously to catch up, but also talk about taking time out. Now, with the sort of our lives that have been so busy the last sort of few months, um, I think we both realised the, the importance of taking time out. We all know that everyone, everyone in every, any world and any sort of um, working capacity does need to take time out in order to, to make sure they can sort of gather their thoughts and make sure they're working efficiently and are optimally. Now, I've, wrote, I've written down a couple of things here, it's sort of the cliches, switching off from the noise, avoiding burnout. So what are your thoughts on taking time out, Lise, and how have you been doing it over the last sort of uh, few months whilst you've been going through your um, big changes? Well, I think in terms of like time out as well, it, like you say, it means very different things to everyone, but it's effectively, I mean, it's taking time off or resting yeah. from what you normally do. Mm. 
Mm-hmm. Um, so in terms of time out, it's not about, oh, look, I just slept all day. That was my time out. Um, I think for me, it's been a bit of the last the last five weeks have been so busy that I have, to, I have taken time out a little bit of social media. I've been watching, but not active in it. So not being active and taking a bit more of a passive role. Yeah. Um, that's for me has been time out in a, in a slightly abstract way. It's almost been a forced time out because it's been so busy that I've actually just not had time to be so on top of everything that's going on or to feed back on it. I can watch it and oversee it like Big Brother watching in. But I've just had no brain space to go. I don't feel I can valuably contribute to it. So I'm just going to watch it, see how it unravels and evolves and just contribute to the things that are actually really important right now. Mm. What, what, are the, what are the main issues when not taking time out? So what, what, to you as a sort of creative, what happens to you when you notice that and you know that you're working and your headspace isn't quite in a, in a sort of normal frame? Definitely for me, I just know that I kind of go off on tangents. I fall on like little cliches and things, and I'm yeah. not I'm not the authentic Lisa that I am. Mm-hmm. Um, sleep is the big thing for me when I'm not sleeping well and when things are a little bit crazy. We've spoken about this before, and it touched in on mindfulness as too. For me, taking time out is allowing myself not to max it out because I max it out all the time. I'm all, I go to the gym after work. Uh, and then I might go back and do some more thinking about work or we might do a podcast. For me, taking time out is almost being bad or time off to me is having a day off the gym or not going home and looking at trend watching it's really sad and really nerdy because I actually I enjoy all of those things but they've almost become the norm for me so I'm, I'm kind of like over overdoing things is, is my time out. I know I need time out when I feel exhausted when I feel like the world is too much and I don't very often feel like that but I definitely know that I've put, I, I always push myself beyond my limits, mm. unfortunately. And I've just slowly learned to stop before I do now. Yeah. I, I think the methodology that I would probably apply to myself is um, trying to establish routines. And within those routines, you have to allow for that time out. So, for example, in a 24-hour day, you know you're going to be potentially working for nine, ten hours of it. And by that working, I mean yeah. sat in your computer, um, yeah. whatever your work may be doing design work, you might be sketching or whatever it might be. But anyway, your your mind is um, certainly on one challenge at that time. And then outside yeah. of that, you've got your eating, family time, relationships, then yeah. exercise to a certain extent. And then you've also got commuting and it's trying to make use of those, those best times. And how, during yeah. those periods, when can you find time to switch off? It's, for example, I know I've used this example in the past and I still think it's extremely important when you on a regular commute and let's say you're on public transport or in your car whatever it might be listening to something which you know is going to relax you be it an audio book yeah. or just you know and that is time out in its own environment so taking time out to me is for creating a routine and within that routine understanding you need to that time out might be watching netflix or whatever but, you know we're not suggesting it has to be all the time but whatever it might be your way of switching off and allowing yourself a diversity in those things like I know that things are getting a bit too much for me when I'm not excited about going to the gym and listening to a podcast if I go oh I better go to the gym and listen to a podcast that I need to find a different way to take time out because even that's becoming a routine yeah because every we need we need routine to balance 
the busier. I mean, we're creative, so our lives are never. No one day is the same, which is good. We like that. Yeah. But you need a, you need a bit of stability that you go to your go to moments, and that's your time out. I think. Like for me, it's actually been like I've been even on weekends. I've been quite busy lately. But last weekend, I took the time on Sunday to go. Don't go to the gym. Don't do this. Still do something different. And I, I do. It was a nice day last Sunday, so go I did honest. go to the What did you do? The, yeah, exactly. I went, in Sydney, I went to Man Beach. beach. Oh, I know lovely. you all hate me. I know you hate me. <laughs> But do you know what? It's pouring with rain right now. It's more rain than you've seen in days. So look, there is a flip side of that. But <laughs> I, I was just, I'd almost reached a point where I was just so exhausted that I just needed something to switch time out. And to be to me, it's being with like outdoors and with nature a little bit is yeah. my time out here. Mm. Um, and something that I miss when I don't have the ability to just go outside. I, that's why you know I love being outside. Yeah. I actually really like sometimes, to, I think it's important for creatives to not always feel conditioned and that's what's been quite hard about here is it's quite office environment at the moment mm-hmm. is that creatively it's quite nice to go, I've got a new brief, I need to think somewhere else yeah. and force yourself to go, I'll go and sit outside and work on it. But also there's a perception in our industry that if you're not sat at a desk or you're not sitting there working and we need to change that. Even now, people, it, it has changed, but not everywhere. Yeah, I know and exactly I think what you mean. That's important. a shift. That you you need to trust the people to get the work done and to you know and we will because that we care that much. Yeah. And if someone is better working there, let them. I agree. I mean, you do have to have that sort of sense of community where the team does come together and it sits under the same roof. But by that same token, allowing people that um, flexibility to go and work in their own environments sometimes be it working from home or going to going to a cafe or you say allow people time out allow 15 minutes out because that will 100% feed the next four hours in like you need to walk around and look around and be curious of the world to bring it back we need that is that time out though or is that just creative inspiration that's that's the question it can work as both I think they both work hand in hand I think essentially what we're talking about here is taking time out can sort of allow you to gain clarity in your own minds and there obviously are health benefits to taking time out because people do do go to that stage or get can get to the stage of burnout where mentally they just can't can't work optimally yeah I think one good thing the one thing that it is also beyond that important to take time out and I know we've put it in our bit of our notes when we had a chat earlier is the need to switch off the technology and switch off from your work email and from your work everything Mm. Um, and just like you said take a holiday or spend time with the people that matter to you away from the you know just what pays the bills I suppose and exactly right I mean in terms of what we live what we do sometimes for you and I, you know, anyone in the creative world, time out can be going to an exhibition, an art exhibition, art exhibition, for example, whatever it might be, a gallery, and albeit it's still creatively related, that can also be a sort of an element of able to switch off. So I think in breaking it down a little bit further, I think in order to, when you're sort of creating these routines, certainly what I do, you look at short term and sort of long term. Uh, ways of switching off and taking time out so short term we're suggesting things like um, lunch breaks or regular breaks throughout the day getting away from that sort of um, the cold face if you want longer term uh, formats of sort of switch any to switch off and it's vitally important and I've in the past I know I've not sort of um, placed too much importance on this is actually taking holidays 
I'm quite yeah. bad at sort of making sure I you know, uh, take holidays on a regular basis. Um, but I think it it does allow your whole body to switch off, and it's re-engaging with um, you know f- friends and family and sort of relationships as well. Um, going on holiday allows you to do that because if not, if you're in work mode twenty four seven those around you do become a little bit distance and it, it's natural it does happen everyone does get to get to those stages and also just on a short-term thing just allowing yourself time to recharge for me it's more about going home and going it's all right like you don't have to do anything related to the computer or whatever this is your time versus i mean a holiday is a really good thing and i think we should all do that regularly and a holiday is a different to every person like some people it's going just I just want to go somewhere different and immerse myself in another culture that's so different to my everyday Mm -hmm. to some people it's going and laying on the same beach every year in Thailand or Spain or whatever and and there's no there's no right or wrong to either of that because we all know what works for us Um, but like you say in the short term it's also about allowing yourself time to rest and recover Mm. and our brains are so active that I know for me if I don't like we've said about the gym or whatever short term little little pockets of moments like that like we mentioned in mindfulness whether it's a a mindfulness a headspace app or whatever it's important to have those little pockets of time out yeah um, and allowing yourself time to rest and recover as well because our brains are busy all the time (laughs) do you know one of my Um, favorite my favorite um short term timeout if you like a, a is going just having a coffee, but having a coffee and stepping away from your uh, from your work environment or desk. So even just going outside and having a, just sitting down for 10, 15 minutes with a coffee is just it's really helps me sort of switch off and then refocus for the next challenge. And and the one thing I've noticed quite a lot actually that I do really like about here, um, and you'll know that Sydney has amazing coffee. And as yeah. someone who went decaf six months ago, it's really hard <laughs> because you walk into cafes here and you go, "I'll have a decaf macadamia latte," yeah. and they look at you as if to go, "Decaf? What do you want decaf <laughs> for?" I'm not even going to go there. But people here, they will leave their phone in the office, go out and have a coffee together. Yeah, so people lovely. will sit and actually have a real conversation for mm. 10, 15 minutes. Like the amount of times actually the guys in here will go, well, should we just go down the cafe and talk about it? Lovely, and yeah. no phones. no. Or if the phone is there, it's upside down on a table. Mm. And there's just that we're going to have a coffee together and actually have a conversation. That respect for each other, I really yeah. like it. It's really good. I, I do see, I see that happening more often, actually. Funny enough, you touched on a really good subject there about switching your phones off. Um, people doing it in the evenings of sort of listening to podcasts of people doing exactly that. They get home to their family and they put their, switch their phones off and put them in the drawer and think, okay, for the next two hours, my time is just family time and it's not going to be interrupted through my phone. I'm not going to be scrolling through social media. I'm not going to be using it sort of as a tool to escape from my family. I'm now going to be sort of at one in that environment uh, with my family and sort of no electronics interfering so i think that's really important if people can continue that to a certain extent in their work environment and it's okay my time is entirely yours if i'm sat in a meeting i'm sat working whatever it might be phones are out of the way they're not even in sight so uh, people don't get distracted by them yeah that's another big one as as well yeah, it's just human, isn't it? It's nice. It's like people being human with each other. Yeah, yeah. It's like 1995 again. It's crazy, isn't it? All right, Lisa. Well, look, um, I think we'll keep this to quite a nice, short, succinct um, podcast. Listen, Lisa, I really appreciate your time today. Thank you very much. I know it's uh, quite late there this evening. And you've, uh, sort of, you've been doing all sorts over there, gym, laundry, and what have you. So I'm... <laughs> 
Uh, so incredibly rock and roll I've been at gigs I've been partying at the opera house that's of course exactly what I've been doing <laughs> doing your washing folding laundry and doing the gym awesome. brilliant <laughs> alright Lise listen thank you ever so much we will uh, touch base very Good shortly with um, the next podcast alrighty chat soon Mark nice talking to you